Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kid Missing Radio. I'm your host, Angelina Wilson, and my guest today is Gina Miller. She is the sister of Rachel Battencourt, who has been missing since she was two years old in 1967. Uh, 1965, excuse me. She was born in 1963. Um, can you give us any background? I know it's hard for you because you were adopted, but can you give us any background on Rachel's disappearance? Uh, yes, I can. Um, Rachel was born December 5th of 1963, and the mother had kept... Um, an older sibling that I'll just refer to as S. And um, S and the mother and the father, Freddie Myers, and Rachel um, went in June of 1964 to Los Angeles where Freddie was going to look for a job out there. He had a lead on a job. And when they got to Los Angeles, um the mother, Lynn Battencourt, went into a bar to see about getting a job in this bar, and she left Freddie in the car with the two girls. Um, she stayed in that bar about two hours, and when she came out, she told Freddie to get lost. She was done with him. And um, she went and got an apartment by herself with the two girls, and Freddie kept coming over trying to talk her into coming back to Kansas with him, to the Kansas City area. And she refused, and she got another boyfriend. And when Freddie came over, he saw this boyfriend abusing Rachel. And so he beat this boyfriend up and put him in the hospital. Um, Lynn, the mother, called the police and had Freddie put in jail. And when he got out on June 28th of 1965, um, he went to see her one last time and try and convince her to come back to Kansas with him. And she refused, and she shoved Rachel at him, saying, here, take her. I don't want her. And he wanted to take her because he he knew that Lynn really didn't care about her, but he wasn't on the birth certificate, and he was afraid that if he did, she would turn him in for kidnapping. So he went ahead and left, and he truly believed in his heart that she would contact him asking him for money to come back. So he drove back to Kansas and waited to hear from her. And he kept trying to call and never got an answer. So he um, went ahead and enlisted in the service, and he completed his basic training, and he got out and he contacted her again. And she just replied real nonchalantly, oh, well, she's gone. The babysitter took her. I think she's dead. And... That was the last Freddie was ever able to find out about his daughter. Now, when I contacted the birth mother, the story that I got was that there was a babysitter, and she called this babysitter Alma. And she said the babysitter lived in the same apartment complex as she did, and the babysitter babysat Rachel. And an interesting way that she worded this was she never said the babysitter watched the girls or watched S and Rachel, just that she watched Rachel. And she said the babysitter needed to go back to San Antonio because of a grown son that had either gotten sick or injured, and with Lynn's permission, she took Rachel with her. 
but when she got to San Antonio, she stayed there. And Lynn tried to contact her to come back and bring Rachel back to her. And she said that this Alma always had an excuse. And when she found out that Alma had taken a job in San Antonio at the corned beef, uh, not, at the Spotted Horse Cafe, which was a truck stop outside San Antonio, that she knew she wasn't coming back. So she told her she was coming to get her. And she hitched a ride with a trucker and went to San Antonio, which interestingly is where Lynn was from and her parents were from, my grandparents. And she stayed with an aunt and she went to try and get Rachel. But this Alma had already taken off. And so she went to see this grown son of Alma's and the son told her that she thought Alma had gone back to Tennessee. And this searching for Rachel is extremely out of character for Lynn because when Lynn left a child, she never thought about that child again. I've confirmed this with credible family members. Wow. Um, Now, when your mother told Freddie to get lost, did she take the kids in the bar with her? Um, he waited in the car with the kids. No, no, when she came back out and told him to get lost. Yeah, um, well, he, he stayed and helped her to get into an apartment and everything to be sure the kids were taken care of. Oh, he stayed oh in, okay. Yeah, for That's days. why he knew where she was. Yes. Um, she moved into an apartment complex. It used to be a ritzy mm-hmm. hotel back in the day. And it was at the cross streets of MacArthur Boulevard in Wilshire, and it overlooked MacArthur Park. Yeah, and that's a nice area. Now, it was. before the, um, now you had a scammer who kind of ruined your whole timeline because she said she was Rachel. DNA proved she wasn't. Yeah. We won't give her much time. Um, but you had said at one point, I don't know if it was before that or after that, the cold case investigators were going to work on Rachel's case. Did you get any help from police at all? No, and this scammer pretty well shot that, <clears throat> shot that all to the moon and back because it was about the time I was starting to get some help from cold case investigators that um, – that this scammer um that this scammer showed up and she um was using it wasn't even her birthday she was using this December 5th 1963 birth date and that was just a coincidence and there had been a paper an a, uh, article in the paper of Albany Oregon about how she didn't have any ID she was raised by a grandmother um, and there was a picture of her, and she had the chestnut red hair and the hazel eyes, and it said she didn't have a birth certificate, and she didn't know who her mother was, and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> but it was all a made-up story. She knew who she was, and the reason she was doing it was she was trying, she was older than my sister Rachel. She was already getting Social Security, and she was trying to make a phony ID to get disability at the same time. Oh, and it was just coincidence that she had picked my sister's birthday and had the red hair and green eyes, and she was a horrible person that 
just saw an opportunity to scam somebody and take advantage of a grieving father. Yeah, that really stinks. But it just it um, shut everything down in the search for Rachel. Yeah. yeah, I had written on my message board that you had found her. Well, we thought we had too because she said she had a baby picture, and I sent her the picture that I had of Rachel, and she sounded so shocked. You know, she, that's my baby picture. And, you know, she she really had us fooled. I thought she sent you a copy of the baby picture. She said she couldn't find it. Oh. So. Um, now, do you think that your mother maybe actually gave her away rather than her just being oh, taken yeah. away? It's very possible. And the so-called search for her... Um, one thing I did learn about my mother is when she gave something away, she usually went after it to get it back. Because um, yeah. she had given me several things when I had um, had things to do with her, and then she came over while I was at work and took them back. Um, that's that's one thing that she does is when she gives something, she decides she wants them back, and she goes and gets them back. So, because the search for this child is very, very out of character for her, because she abandoned kids and never thought about them again. Some of my siblings died in the hospital all alone, and she didn't care enough to even stay around and sign the death certificate. I saw she was that dying. one of your one of your sisters died at like three years old all by herself. Yes. All alone in a hospital. She died of pneumonia. And that woman wasn't even around to sign the death certificate. She died all alone. I know exactly where Lynn was when Nadine died, and it was nowhere near. And I've talked to the family. She married into another family while Nadine was in the hospital, and she never mentioned any of the other siblings. These people were stunned to find out about the other ones. Um, They weren't surprised. That was the family of the man that died in Vietnam, right? Yes. They didn't know that she had a daughter in the hospital. They didn't know about Rachel. And she was just off partying and doing all kinds of things. They they gave me quite an earful about her. They didn't, you know, and she just left poor little Nadine in the hospital while she was out dating this guy that died in, you know, that eventually died in Vietnam. So, you yeah. know, she did not care about any of her children. Is she still alive? Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, because she would only be, what, 73? Yeah, she's in her 70s, and um, she acted like she wanted to find Rachel, but she gave me a false birthday. She told me Rachel was born in March, and I used the help of a retired detective, and we went through the birth indexes, and because there's only one Batten Court in the United States, we were able to find Rachel's birth certificate, and she became very uncooperative at that point and very, very angry and insisted that I quit searching for Rachel. Of course, she told me it was too painful for her, but that didn't hold any water with me. That was just a bunch of horsemen as far as I was concerned. I understand that. 
did you ever get a hold of the son of the woman who allegedly had Rachel? Um, no. We did find a Stephen Johnson that lived at 115 Wingate, which was a duplex thing, and he was listed as a day laborer. But we're still not convinced that Johnson was the last name. In fact, we think it was unlikely. Um, I can give you a hint, though, on adoption. <coughs> My mother and I, last December, actually found her sister who was put up for adoption. And much to my grandmother's delight, I might add. My grandmother never wanted to give her up. My great-grandfather made her give her up. Um, uh-huh. In Maine, and every state is different on the year that they do this, if you were adopted before 1953, from 1953 to before, then... The adoptions are open, and you can get the information. Every state is different. If you know what state she was adopted in, look into the adoption laws, and that may help you out some. Well, Missouri, um, she was not legally adopted. Um, Missouri and Utah are the two most closed record states in the United States, and I never would have gotten that birth certificate had she been legally adopted. I also found out from the Social Security Administration that there never was a Social Security number issued to a Rachel Battencourt. Well, is it possible that your mother gave her a different one of her many last names that she had had, and that's what the Social Security number might have been under? Could she even been adopted as Myers? It wouldn't have been legal, though, because of the birth certificate in Missouri. Because right. I, I work with trying to restore access to OBCs for adoptees, and Missouri is just, oh, Missouri is horrible. And that's where Rachel was born. And that birth certificate, we would have never gotten our hands on it. Um, I'm so glad Missouri, Well, Missouri's just terrible. Some so. states are, some states are terrible with their records. Connecticut is I don't know about adoption, but all their other records they're terrible with. <laughs> I'm a genealogist, so <laughs> So when did the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children do Rachel's age progression? Which I did not see or it would have been on my poster. <laughs> um it's not an actual age progression. This was before I had found Freddie, and what it is is it is um, just a mixture of the mother and some of the siblings combined right. because they said Rachel was too young to actually do an age progression from the baby picture that I had. Yeah. Yeah, they sometimes will, well, usually they'll take pictures of um, parents and siblings to try to determine what they'd look like when they were older. And the paternal side's not included in that picture at all. Because right. I, I was, at that time I hadn't been able to find Freddie Myers. So has he been looking all these years? Yes, he had, but he didn't really know how or what to do. He had gone out to Los Angeles several times and talked to the police out there, but because he wasn't on the birth certificate, they really wouldn't give him any help because they said he had no legal right to her. Back in the 60s, 
if they weren't, you know, married nuclear families, the fathers basically had no rights whatsoever. Because yeah, he was true. never they married. They didn't get custody either. And they I'm didn't sorry? Get custody either. And they didn't get custody either back then. No. And so that's the reason why when she shoved Rachel at him and said, take her, take her, he was afraid to take her because he was afraid he'd, she, he'd be turned in for kidnapping. And knowing Lynn, she probably would have done it. Oh, goody. Yeah, so, and it's something he's regretted. He's had 52, almost 53 years to regret that. If he was there so, in the hospital that day, why wasn't he on the birth certificate? Missouri especially is really bad for that. Um, Rachel's first name is not on the birth certificate either. Um, That was called the baby scoop era. Um, When single women gave birth, um, a lot of times they would not put the first name of the child on the birth certificate, even though they were given a name, and they would not list the fathers because these were considered prime candidates for adoption. And that's a whole other subject that we could get into, but we won't. But it has to do with trying to convince people to put these children up for adoption. Mm-hmm. So the only yeah. thing on that birth certificate, as far as Rachel's concerned, is it, it just says Batten Court, and then it lists female. Then it lists what? And then it lists the child as being female, where it says male or female, the female box is checked. Yeah. It doesn't even and say baby girl. It just birth. says fat and cold. And then the date of birth and the mother's name? Yeah, the date of birth, the mother's name, the time, the weight, all of that. Now, your mother also alleged that this woman had an agency call her and say, give up your rights, and your mother didn't either didn't get the call or said no or and then allegedly called a bunch of agencies and couldn't find the right agency. Can you well, explain this about that? I just <laughs> yeah, I asked her about that and she claims that she was too busy at the time to take the call and when she tried to call back she couldn't remember who called. Oh jeez. Yeah. And I asked her what she was doing, that she was possibly so busy that she couldn't take the call after her daughter had been missing for two years. Yeah, really. So I don't know. Um, It may have been that this Alma or whoever she was, you know, was wanting her to terminate parental rights so she could adopt Rachel, and she refused. You know, it could have been she got a call. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Did you ever check California records to see if she might have been adopted out there? Yes, we have looked, but um, if it is, it's a black market adoption, so... That's true. One of those Georgia Tan type things. Yeah, Georgia Tan, Seymour Fenichel type things. Uh, Is he another one? Yeah, he's another black marketer that's very active in New York. He'd pay huh. the birth mother $2,000 for their babies. How much? 2000 
that is a lot of money in today's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, back then it was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, and we know that they could have been in Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, Missouri, or California. I wrote that down it's because it's a very... It's very possible huh? they went, uh, well, it's very possible they went to another state, too. You know, mm. she said Tennessee, it's possible they went to North, South Carolina, um, Virginia, yep. and she said Tennessee just to keep her lies straight. I do have it from a credible family member. We know they were in San Antonio for a while. And on Rachel's page, I got some emails from a lady that seems to remember an older woman with a baby like that working at the Spotted Horse Cafe for a few months. Huh. Oh, that could be helpful. You should have your so, investigator, I don't know like what he's charging you or anything, but you should have him do more work than just get the birth certificate. Well, the lady that's helping me now is, she runs Missing in America. Uh-huh. And I feel very, very fortunate to have her. Um, Nancy Schaefer. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, she's just picked it up. And I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that she's giving me help because she seems to know what she's doing and she's putting a lot of time into this. I'm so glad to hear that. But um, I haven't like, got any of the cold case people interested in it yet. But um, she's... She's really on the ball with this, so I'm hoping we can pick up some of the momentum we got when that horrible, vile crook in Oregon, you know, mm. put up a roadblock. Yeah, well, that's We're why I thought it was... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're just a little wiser now. No, D- mm. I've told Freddie, DNA, no daughter. Yeah. Um... What was I going to say now? <laughs> I have no idea. I have that problem. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I have that same problem too, so. Yeah. Well, I would recommend that everybody go to Rachel's group, Where is Rachel Battencourt? It used to be yeah. Where is Rachel Lenore Battencourt? But it's later they that learned that Rachel's middle name was Lynn. Um, that was another red herring that the mother threw up to get me off track. Her middle name was Lynn because all of her kept kids she gave the middle name of Lynn to. And she knew it. So she was trying to throw throw me off track. So she knows she's involved in Rachel's disappearance. So is S the only kid she raised herself? Um, there was another one born in 1978 that she kept, and and this poor kid um, survived on his own mostly by stealing small appliances while she was passed out drunk or entertaining men. And he spent most of his adult life in and out of the Oklahoma Department of Corrections. Oh, yay. Yeah, I did, I tried I did read that in your, you, I, you sent me a wonderful synopsis. 
Yeah, I tried to help him, but I was too little too late for him. He was so set in his ways by the time I got him that there wasn't any help in him. Well, hopefully you got good parents out of all this. We won't go there. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, We have five minutes left. Would you like to... Huh? I'm better off than I I'm better off than I would have been had I stayed with her, that's for sure. Sounds like it. Sounds like she might have been a bit of a piece of work in her younger days. <laughs> well, she was diagnosed as a sociopath when she was still in her teens. Oh. So, well, she no has no conscience. Right, no feelings. No, there's no feeling, no concern for anyone yep. else. She's incapable of love or, you know, she only feels for herself and everyone else is just something that she uses, you know, to get what she wants. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Um, what? You broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the cell phone, so. Okay. Um, Well, we have about four and a half minutes left, so if you'd like to say something to Rachel if she's listening, if she even knows she was adopted, if she, well, chances are she wasn't adopted legally, if she knows that she doesn't live with her own family, um, say what you want to say to her. Um, my message to her would be, um, I don't know what what she would have been told growing up, but my message to her would be, don't be afraid of us because your father has loved you and has grieved over you and looked for you for 52 years. And he wants nothing more to take his baby girl in his arms. So, you know, please don't be afraid. We don't want to hurt you. We don't want to take anything from you. And if you were raised in a home that loved you, we don't want to take that away from you. We just want to give you sisters and a father in addition to what you've got. Now, does her father have other children? Yes, he's got two sisters. Two daughters that would be sisters to Rachel. And does she have a stepmom? Um, no. No. Okay. No. But she has two sisters plus you plus countless others. (laughs) Um, So, Rachel, if you're listening, you've got a whole bunch of siblings. (laughs) Well, that's what happened to my aunt when I called her. I had to tell her all the siblings she had, you know. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She was overwhelmed. (laughs) Well, I'm sure this is going to be... Well, I think it'll be quite a shock to Rachel, and my main thing is I hope she's not frightened, too frightened to make contact. I certainly hope not. (coughs) Um, I do have... Oh, go ahead. So that's my concern is I would say, Rachel, don't be afraid. That's certainly understandable, and I agree. 
Um, we have about two minutes left, and I got a couple of programming notes, if you don't mind. Um, I don't mind. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. My um, friend asked me to ask you all to go to Find Me on Facebook. That's his missing children's page or missing persons page. Our next episode is going to be... <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Um, in two weeks, if I confirm my guest, which I'm hoping to. Um, my latest episode of my television show is up on my website. John Sing, uh, uh, blah, on Finding the Missing Children on Facebook as well. Thank you so much, Gina, for, for joining me and for talking about your sister, and I certainly pray that you and her father are able to find her. Well, thank you so much, Angie. You're very welcome. Um, Everybody have a wonderful rest of your weekend and a happy and safe Halloween. Good night and God bless. Good night, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone.